The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more, pay, two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN, as you covered with draft props, mock drafts and all of our live NFL Draft Watch party. Uh, make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne. In the northeast of England, today is Monday, April the 24th, and we are here to have a little look back at another bonkers weekend in the Premier League that just finished. Uh, and then we've got a full slate, 10 matches of Premier League games, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so busy, 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 no time to stop and lick your wounds after the weekend, straight back into it. Uh, joining me from uh, Binghampton is uh, Baza, how are you doing? Even Morgan, we've got no wounds to lick this weekend, have we? No, we haven't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we could be licking other parts of ourselves, no problem, but not wounds. <laughs> yeah, all good, uh, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll try not to talk about Newcastle too much, Baz. If, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Serial, first in the chat tonight. Serial, good evening. How are you doing? Uh, the fine for being... the. Serial, there was no fine for anyone being late tonight. Me and Baz were just having small talk is what was going on. Often, we had this first three minutes of the show is me and Baz having what people might call a production meeting, which you should probably do off air. <laughs> we just start and then do it. And actually, we did it before we started tonight because we're very, very professional young men. Um, but no, it was a really exciting weekend. which started on Friday night with a bonkers game. Uh, we had big results at the top, big results at the bottom. We had the FA Cup games, one of which went to a penalty shootout. Uh, there was some big old comebacks. There was a thrashing or two we need to mention, and loads and loads of goals as well. Um, Picks-wise, I didn't really cover myself in glory. First losing week, I think, for probably four or five weeks for me. I went four and six. Um, so, yeah, it didn't do me a conquest completely. Um, but nothing really fancy. There are no big dogs um, Baz, how did you feel your, your punts went at the weekend? Uh, Premier League was good. I, I got five five from eight in the Premier League. Um, we both hit our lock again, which is good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Our, our locks are still at 100%, Malcolm. Um, so, yeah, five from eight in the Premier League and really only a goal away from it being a really good weekend because if Aston Villa had nicked a winner, we'd have hit the treble, we'd have hit the underdog and I'd have been looking at six from eight. Um FA Cup, I, I dodged one, so that that was a victory because I reckon I would have picked the loser in that Man City. Was it a victory? You know, one wins in that situation, but and Man United game was garbage. So yeah, FA Cup was was no good. Um, I did put out a good one in the Discord though, so I might not have picked that Man City game, but I put out one of my best bets of the weekend was the Barnsley goals again. Um, and Barnsley on the money line at even money that went in the Discord and quite a lot of people got involved in that we took Barnsley to win and we took Barnsley over 1.5 team goals at around evens beat each of them uh, they won that one 2-0 I think in the end so yeah a couple of good stuff in there so yeah I think I've done, done okay really not, not bad at all yeah Barnsley's been a bit of a uh, cash cow really for us lately yeah the, the Discord channel was on, was on fire again tonight uh, Middlesbrough playing Luton I know Lenny was in there earlier on tonight throwing out some uh, some bets on that one. That, that was about nil-nil ten minutes ago when I got out the van um, from taking Bob to football. Um, I know you see that. Uh, yeah, Middlesbrough have just scored in that one. Oh, have they? Because um, I took the goals, which I was having instant regret uh, half an hour in because I hadn't had a shot on goal, Middlesbrough. But I think they've just gone one, one nil up. But yeah, there was loads of chat. I went on just to give my thoughts on that game tonight, thinking you know, someone might fancy something in it. Uh, and I went in, and there was 25 posts all talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is great to see. Yeah, everyone was getting involved. Nothing else on a Monday night, so there was plenty of chat in there. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, uh, 
Slick Ricks joined us. Slick Ricks, uh, he's licking his wounds apparently. Did, didn't have a great Saturday. Uh, that's the best thing about a full midweek card is you don't have time to sulk. Uh, put it behind you, Rick. Uh, and with uh, less than 24 hours, we'll be firing in again to these... Um, I did have a little laugh to myself about uh, Slick Rick's strategy for Spurs. What um, was that? I was watching the game yesterday. Can you remember? He said, wait till Spurs go a goal up. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then you're back against Spurs. Well, that, yeah, that, that didn't arrive. That didn't last very long, did it? At least, at least you knew early that that wasn't going to happen. That was... Uh, you could put that one to, get to, to bed. Uh, but this all... All the shenanigans started on Friday night with Arsenal 3... Southampton 3, which was a great game. Um, I was waiting to record uh, the MLB show with Moonaf, and I just said to Moonaf, listen, you're going to have to wait. I'm watching the end of this. Um, I'll have to pay the... I'll pay the dollar per minute fine, whatever it is. Because um, Mick and Bob were literally jumping around the front room. Um, I don't even know why. we. Just, I don't think we did want Arsenal to win, and that, the last couple of minutes was proper pinball. I mean, my bet lost after 28 seconds, um, which might be a sure record. Um I think you had a worse bet than me on this week's uh, episode, though, Baz. So I'm going to come. I'll, I'll cross that bridge when he comes to it. Um, so yeah, my bet went down after 28 seconds, um, which you know it happens. And then it was just bonkers. Southampton with three one up. The funniest thing about this was it didn't do anyone any good in the end. Everybody came. Everyone ended up pissed off because Southampton. The point was no good, and they'd blown a two goal lead in the last three minutes. The point was no good to Arsenal. So after all that, like it was really good for no one. Yeah, really entertaining game though, and um, for me, a really really easy start to things because I took the first half goals, which has had a really good record in Arsenal games lately. Um, with Arsenal usually going two nil up early on in games, uh, I didn't expect it to be the other way around, and uh, Southampton getting those early goals. But yeah, what were we? Ten minutes it took to cash the uh, first half over one point five goals. Uh, nice and easy. Yeah, that was a nice bet. Um, the Saturday lunchtime game, uh, Fulham two leads one over two and a half. We had quite we had four or five team rides here, but that was one of them. Didn't look great after an hour, um, and eventually Fulham Fulham got it done. Two poor mistakes, I thought, from Mesley. I used to quite like Mesley. Mesley was one of the first names on my uh, used to be on my DFS card. Uh, I would always look for him because he was always relatively good value. Um, and then the last two or three months, I've seen him got quite a lot of stick on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. So I kind of paid special attention to him on Saturday. And actually, he, he brought the attention on himself. You didn't need to pay special attention to him um, because he was just poor. Like, and that was a really bad result for Leeds, Baz. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if they're going to get themselves away from things, they, they needed a result in a game like that against Fulham, who were in not great form. Um, although they've, I think they've won two on the bounce now for a month, but uh, yeah, really bad for our leads coming off a, a horrible run at the moment. Um, and I don't think it's going to get much better for them this week either. Uh, Serials just pointed out, yeah, that, 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 that <laughs> this awesome is an excellent game. point he's made. <laughs> I think I mentioned this either in the Discord, or I might have messaged you on Friday, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you you lost that Arsenal bet the other day in 28 seconds, and I had exactly the same bet: Arsenal to win to nil. Yeah, Bournemouth, uh, probably about a month ago, uh, and that was the game Arsenal won late on three <laughs> two. But Bournemouth scored <laughs> then. It might have been even quicker who, than the fight. How quicker? Yeah, we need to find out who lost that sooner. I think it was about 20 seconds. So twice Arsenal have done us with that win to nil in less than a minute. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. Um. Brentford won Aston Villa one. We both took Villa as dogs. Um, Villa couldn't get it done. Actually, we're probably looking to have a uh, to get a point in the end. Brentford with a better team uh, by all accounts. So yeah, I mean Villa had won five in a row and seven out of eight, and it just goes to show if you're not Manchester City, then it is hard to put that long a run together. Newcastle got caught out last week, and Villa got caught out again. So I think it was probably the right pick, um, but maybe just ran out of steam and, and it finished one one bus. Yes, I think you're right. I, you know, there was no um, no sort of regrets with the pick, but also you could have no complaints with the result. I don't think they deserved anything more. It wasn't like they were unlucky. Uh, and, and as you say, one of those things where eventually runs like that are going to come to an end, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, as I say, it was disappointing for me because not only did I have them down as me, my underdog, uh, I had them in the treble to score two or more. And that was in with 
um, let me think, Liverpool to score two or more and Arsenal to score three or more. So the other two came in with that. So we were one goal away from hitting the uh, the treble again, but it uh, wasn't to be. Uh, Palace nil, Everton nil. Um, I took Palace, which was a terrible game. Absolutely nothing happened. Um, Baz, you took both teams to score. I argue, I would argue that this bet is worse than my 28-second loser. Like, how you could think would... Everton were ever going to score. No, really. I would like, say not. not I don't, this, this bet at no time ever had a chance of winning. From, th- from when it came out of your mouth on Thursday until the final whistle, it never could have won. So I would say that was a worse bet. I'm not saying that's worse bet because I would say it always had a chance for certainly longer than 30 seconds. But it I didn't have a chance because yours was finished 48 hours before kickoff. <laughs> I mean, the the XG was a combined 1.0, so there was there were some chances. They had seven shots on goal. Combined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so my, and you're claiming that's good. Why? I knew um, I knew about 20 minutes in it was doomed. Like You could just tell it was going to be one of those games as soon yeah. as it started. Um, so I knew it, it wasn't... I, I, I admit it wasn't my best pick, but it's not as bad as losing a pick in 25 seconds. It's worse. Minus 48 hours is what's happened there. Um, Leicester 2, Wolves 1. I took the door. This is the one that I messed up on. This is the one that would have put me in profit because I've got my notes in front of me and my pick is Leicester to win. And then... For some reason, I called an audible on the news that Harvey Barnes was injured. Like, I don't know why that got into my head so much. As it happens, Wolves nearly nicked a point at the end. So it was just one of those. It was a really, really tight game. Um, Leicester did get the new manager bounce um, and it was a big win. Um, did you take Leicester, Baz? Call- I, I didn't Leicester, have that. Yeah, yeah you did, yeah. That's what pushed me into a, a profit for the Premier League games. Um, six to four, Leicester, plus 150. Um, so, yeah, Good, good result for me. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool 3, Forest 2. I took Liverpool team total. We both took Liverpool team total, actually, over two and a half. Um, this was a silly game because neither team had any intention of defending. Um, this could have gone on for hours on end and they would have just taken turns scoring. It just so happened, they ran out of time, Forest, and they nearly did. They hit the bar near the end. Um, it's another funny result for Liverpool because they've battered teams and really Forest were there for the taking. Um, but yeah, Liverpool's defence is terrible. And then every time Forrest equalised, they just completely utterly switched off. So there was a there was a few signs of life from Forrest, but this is a really hard game to analyse, Baz. I don't know what to take from this. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll come to it a bit more when we review the next set of games because I've sort of factored it in a little bit in the picks for, for the next games for each of the team. But I thought Forrest gave a good account of themselves, really. Yeah. Probably the best we've seen them for a while. Um, given their, their poor form, because I mean, you know, they've hit the bar. They've had they've had a few good efforts. Um, could easily have come away with a draw. I mean, I mean, yeah, Liverpool probably deserved the win on the balance of play. But yeah, I thought it was the best we've seen from Forest in a while. Um, and Liverpool still don't don't convince me hugely. Um, and and as I say, well, we'll, well, we'll come to it a bit more when we when we look at those those games later on as well. But yeah, I mean, um, just to say as well, I think we both put the Liverpool team total out as our lock for this one as well, didn't we? Yeah. Um So, yeah, good, good win yeah, for us. Yeah, that was a winner. It was the most important thing. Uh, Bournemouth nil, West Ham four. Took both teams to score. Did not see this coming at all. You could see West Ham nicking it, maybe. You could make a case. They've been doing all right. Um, you could make a case for them nicking it if Bournemouth had regressed a bit, but you didn't have them down is uh, giving Bournemouth a shellacking, especially having played on Thursday night as well. So, uh, bit out the blue this. Um, again, team right, Baz, both teams to score were no good. But yeah, we had one. Yeah, I never caught any of it because it was on at the same time as our game. Um, but as you say, I kept seeing the updates coming through, 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. Even popped up 5-0 at one point. I think they had one disallowed, didn't they, later on? Um, so yeah, I never, never saw that coming at all. Um, but yeah. Two games in a row, West Ham have scored four because they scored four in the Europa Conference League last week. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, Newcastle six, Tottenham one. Nearly said it without laughing. Um, I took Newcastle to win. Um, get in. You took the same. Another team, right? Uh, five to six, minus 120. Vaguely ridiculous. Um, I think anyone who picks Spurs in this spot shouldn't be allowed money would be my take from this. Uh, the government should get a list of people off the bookies 
who put money on Tottenham and just go and get that money off. They shouldn't be allowed money. Some people shouldn't be allowed money bars and any of those people shouldn't be allowed it. Um, fucking hell. What the shambles. Um, Newcastle were absolutely outstanding. Tottenham weren't. Um, yeah, it was a really weird day. I'll uh, shout out Simmers here. Simmers went up the ladder. Uh, Baza's ladder. He went all the way, didn't he? He, he went he, all the way to five, yeah. yeah. Um, stuck it on Twitter later on uh, after the game. He was in Iron that way. He was, fe- was furious about missing the match. Five, wasn't it? He, he took Sorry? over five, so he got the six. He got the full six. Oh, did he really? Man, that's yeah, insane. Yeah, it, was, it was over five, was the top of his ladder. Uh, so, yeah, he absolutely nailed it. Yeah, he was he was mad about missing the match because they'd moved the kickoff time and he he, he was in holidays in Cyprus with his missus. Uh so he missed the game. But I think watching it in the sun with a few beers, watching a score five, they look after twenty minutes, probably perked him up. And yeah, uh, he went all the way up. He split his stakes, uh, went incrementally and got all the way up to six goals, which is ridiculous. So yeah, that was a nice win. We'll talk about uh, Newcastle and Tottenham later. FA Cup games, Manchester City 3, Sheffield United nil. I made a good pick here, shrewd Baz, I'll use the word. Uh, yeah. Under one and a half first half goals, which I thought um, worked out exactly the plan, was that Sheffield United ran around and tried hard. Manchester City was going to struggle to get up for it. There was no atmosphere, place was half empty. It's quite an unedifying spectacle from that point of view. And then they ran away and won it in the second half 3-0 with a Morris Hattrick. It was very, very, very standard. Um, and you didn't pick a bet in this, but No. Pathetic. Um, the second semi-final was... I thought this was a good game, Baz. You've just said it was rubbish. I, I, I was I, full I, of I, beer I, and... I'd caveat that. It was rubbish from a betting point of view. I took ah, okay. 2.5 goals, I think, didn't I? Or, um, I know it's See, I was so... Brighton, didn't I? I can't even... Yeah, we both took Brighton, yeah. Yeah, we took Brighton. Yeah, it was more from the goals point of view I was thinking. But um, no, what you're right, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, I did yeah. enjoy it. Well, I wasn't sure if the fact the fact I was full of beer and rum and on cloud nine having come out of Newcastle match, it made me think that this was better than you thought it was. Um, I think we probably made the right pick. Brighton with a better team. Uh, De Gea was man of the match for Man United, and then like well, Brighton just couldn't finish it really. Um, so yeah, it was a good game, and then. Uh, Solly March Mr. Penn and that was that so Man United went through the final three I was a bit annoyed about that I suppose the only yeah, thing I think, I think that I mean certainly an injury in extra time Brighton had the chances didn't they once or twice went through that Undav was shite oh, yeah and if they had Ferguson was missing wasn't he um, yeah which meant Undav came off the bench and, and he missed a couple of good chances uh, where you'd feel like if they'd had Ferguson on there might have been a different story. Thought Matoma was great again. Uh, not unlucky not to get on a score sheet. But yeah, entertaining game. Enjoyed it. Um up until the penalty shootout. But um some good penalties, like. Yeah, the only silver lining for me was that um they'll get to get battered off Man City in the final. So we've got that to take from it. Um yeah, and that was it. That got us that's uh, the review of all the uh of the games, but we do have a full, a full state of action starting tomorrow night. I'll tell you first about uh, Shady Rays, who have got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair you might have worn, durable frames and extremely clear optics. Uh, but the protection uh, you get is the best. They will break, uh, they will replace any lost or broken uh, pair, even on day one, no questions asked. So you can wear your shady rays with confidence. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. So... Uh, 10 games split across three evenings, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There are three games on Tuesday night, the first of which is a 7.30 kickoff, uh, which is 2.30 Eastern time, between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Crystal Palace. Wolves are 5-4, uh, plus 2.25. The draw's at 9-4. to four. 
sorry, Wolves plus one twenty-five. The draw is nine to four plus two twenty-five, and Crystal Palace are twenty-three to ten plus two thirty. First word I've got written next to this is ugly. Uh, ugly game to handicap between two of the probably least inspiring teams um, in the middle glob of this division. Um, they both do look safe now after they've had some decent wins. Neither team played well at the weekend. Wolves beaten at Leicester, Palace at home nil-nil against Everton. Um, at home, Wolves have had back-to-back wins. Uh, away from home, Palace have had back-to-back wins. Um so it was really hard to, to try and establish who who should be favourites here. I boiled it down. The Wolves don't concede many goals. Their last two home wins, they kept clean sheets in both of them. Um, I think Palace were slightly flattered by the results that they had, those three wins in a row, especially the Yopo they played at the time that they played them. Um, so really close, but I got Wolves edging this. Um, I'm going to take Wolves at five to four uh, plus two twenty-five. Right, uh, not a team ready to kick us off. Then, um, give me one, one second. I'm just loading up my notes here. Uh, I, I mean, I'm kicking off really with a tricky one here, um, and it's a bit of a pattern throughout the whole of this slate of games. I think there's lots of uh, evenly matched games. Really, really tough ones to get stuck into. Um, Wolves lost to Leicester at the weekend. Um, prior to that, they'd had back-to-back wins against Chelsea and Brentford. And I'd mentioned last week this thing with Wolves, where they seem to pick up positive results when you least expect them to. And then they fail when they come up against some of the lesser teams. So recently, they failed to beat Leicester, Forest, and Leeds in recent games, whilst at the same time beating Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brentford. Um so they're a bit. They're just a really hard team to to predict. So I, I seem to get Wolves wrong every week. So the fact I'm going opposing you doesn't really matter. I just can't seem to get them right at the moment. These two teams, Baz, we've had like a we've had like a Wolves and a Palace off for about six weeks. Every week I take Wolves, you fade them. You take Palace, and I fade them. So. This was only yeah. ever going to go two separate ways, I think. <laughs> no, that's a very valid point. Um, so I was in two minds. The stats, to me, were, were pointing all towards a low-scoring affair. Uh, and that was my initial plan until I looked at the price. It's 8-13 to 13 for under 2.5. So I've avoided that. Um, but against against all my better judgment, I'm going to fade Wolves again. Um you know, good results breeds positivity and, and Palace mentally must be in a better place now than they were several weeks ago. Um, they've now got belief going into games that they can win them, whereas, you know, several weeks ago, they, they never looked like they could try. They weren't, we said at the time, they weren't trying to win games, but they are now. And I think it's a good enough price for me to go back in on Palace uh, against the Wolves side, whose form is pretty erratic. Uh, as I say, the, the home pattern has, has gone now. They've won two in a row at home. But before that, they do have lots of defeats at home as well. They win, they lose, they win, they lose. So, yeah, I describe Wolves as erratic. And with that, I can take Palace. So I'm going to take Palace to beat Wolves at 23 to 10. OK. Uh, no help to anyone that then, Buzz. No, no, no. Um, uh, 7.45 kickoff. I've got three different kickoff times on Tuesday night, which is odd. Uh, 7.45, so 2.45 Eastern time. Um, Aston Villa against Fulham. Aston Villa 3 to 4. Minus 133. The draw is 14 to 5, plus 280. Fulham are 72, plus 350. Baz? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think Villa probably feel a little bit disappointed with that result uh, at the weekend. I reckon with the run they were on, they would have been getting their hopes up a little bit. Certainly Villa fans would have been getting their hopes up of a real run at the European places because they had the momentum at the time. Um, and they're still in the hunt, they're still sitting in sixth place, but Liverpool and Brighton behind them have got quite a few games in hand, um, which which might sort of mean Liverpool, uh, sorry, Villa might just be coming to this a little bit late in terms of those European spots. Uh, but I think they'll see it as a bit of a missed opportunity because it just stops the momentum a little bit. But they are still nine games unbeaten, uh, and at home they've won four in a row without conceding a goal. Um, Fulham on the other hand they picked up the second win in a row at the weekend they beat Leeds having just beat Everton before that they were on a five game losing streak prior to that um, 
and you you know Fulham, another team who were in contention for European places not all that long ago, um, certainly dropped away from it now. Uh, but they'll yeah, a team who will still be looking at this as a, a real sort of positive season for them if they can hang on to a top half finish is probably their goal now. Um, so despite winning the last two, Fulham they did concede in both games, and that's seven games now without a clean sheet in the league. And Villa, on the other hand, I mentioned last week, haven't failed to score in now in 19 league games. Um, and at home, in particular for Villa, they've scored two or more in seven of the last eight. And that's the angle for me, with Fulham unable to keep clean sheets at the moment and Villa regularly scoring two or more at home. I'll take Villa to score two or more here at four to five. Four to five. See, that's tempted me, Baz, because it's a little bit bigger than, than the better I've taken. Um Slick Rick's feeling the uh, Aston Villa bounce back. Uh, Ad, or AD, should we go with Ad? Uh, joined us in the chat. Ladron, the corners. I don't know if he means on this game or uh, Newcastle over oh, the weekend. Newcastle, Newcastle. Yeah, I think five, so. Um, so, good evening to you. Um, this just looks like a good bounce back spot for Villa. I don't know why you just wouldn't take them at home, three to four. Um, like I say, I quite actually, now you've, Put that out at four to five, because um, I can't. I don't see them winning one nil. That's one thing I don't see. Um, so I could, I could, I'll, I'll stick with my original pick, um, but I could, I could easily be persuaded to go for yours. Um, Fulham are going for a club record fourteenth Premier League win. They've never won that many games before, um, and they seem to have got the mojo back after they had four defeats in a row, and then there was the FA Cup fiasco. But they seem to have kind of adapted to playing without Mitrovic. It took them a little while, but they found a new little way of playing without Mitro, which is uh, a decent coaching from um, Marco Silva. Villa do win to nil at all, but I think, you see, the safest option for me uh, was Aston Villa at three to four, uh, minus 133. Uh, yeah, big old games. Um, I think Ad, I'm assuming, is Aaron from uh, Twitter. He's a Newcastle fan who follows us. Uh, ah. on our Twitter quite a while so, so yeah, oh, he said he Davidson, had, he had the Newcastle corners up to nine and he's right like, once you go 5-0 up at half time you think it's going to die off uh, I, I included the corners in a bet builder I took um, Newcastle to score two or more and six or more corners for Newcastle and that cashed by like 40 minutes obviously the goals was in early but uh, yeah I know that I knew they got up to six in the first half because that cashed for me I didn't see how high they got up but apparently they hit nine again so some of a lot of our uh, listeners and followers are or always keeping an eye on those corners for Newcastle. It just keeps coming, doesn't it? I love out like that, Baz. Uh, love it. Uh, big, big, big game. Eight o'clock kickoff, three o'clock Eastern time. Leeds United versus Leicester City. Leeds are five to four, plus 125. The draw is five to two. And Leicester are 21 to 10, plus 210. 16th versus 17th in the Premier League. Either team winning would be a huge boost to their chances of staying up. Leeds are way out of form. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Meslier gets dropped. He's been, uh, he's just been costing them goals and you can't give away one goal a week like and, and have to have to score two to win. They can't defend. Um, they've conceded 22 goals in the last seven matches. Leicester, we did see the new manager bounce. We talked about if you could have a delayed bounce. Um, with the first game being away at Manchester City for Dean Smith. We did see it. Um, and coming from 1-0 down was a positive sign as well. I think this is a great chance for Leicester to back that up. Um, especially if you could choose a team to play. Um, if you didn't want it, you probably wouldn't choose Tottenham now because they've sacked the manager tonight. You'd probably choose Leeds. Um, so I think it's an excellent chance for Leicester to back it up. I'll take Leicester, Baz, at 21-10. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, I went a different way. I mean, I just kept it really simple rather than trying to work out a winner from this one. I just thought let's... I was looking at the form and looking at it from a goals point of view and Leeds games have hit seven in a row, both teams to score and seven in a row over 2.5 goals. Uh, And Leicester have have hit the both teams to score six of the last seven and the over 2.5 has hit in five of the last seven for them. So we know Leeds can't defend, 
conceded 62 goals in 32 games. They've got the worst defensive record in the league. So I'm looking at it purely from a goals point of view. Over 2.5 goals is 8 to 11. Both teams to score is 8 to 13. So my preference there would have been for the overs at 8 to 11. But then I'll, I'll just double them, put the two together and get yourself around even money. So both teams to score and over 2.5 goals is around evens. So with the overs at 8 to 11, I don't think anybody's expecting a 3-0 or a 4-0 here. So just tag them together and take the even money. Um, so, yeah, that's the pick for me. Leeds, Leicester, over 2.5 and both teams to score at evens. Okay. Um Serial is throwing a double chance stuff. I'm not having it, Serial. I'm not buying it. Bazza might have it, but I'm not having it. Uh, make, a, make a pick, man. Yeah, big boy pants on. Uh, ooh, I was going to do Wednesday. I'll tell you what, I'll do this address though, shall we? I'll pay the bills, Baz. These uh, SGP hats stored by themselves. Oh, I'll just wait for my page to load up as well. Oh, come on. Uh, it's underdog fantasy, I know that. Uh, I'll tell you all about underdog fantasy. It's loaded up now. It's dead exciting. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. Uh, what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half a million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And as part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join. The winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. Hockey Wednesday, 7.30. First game off is Nottingham Forest against Brighton. Nottingham Forest are 19 to 4 plus 475. The draw is 16 to 5 plus 320. And Brighton are 11 to 20 minus 180. Uh, short price on Brighton. Baz, you feeling it? No. Oh. Before, before I'd even looked at the prices on this game, it was one fixture that stood out to me as a, as a potential upset. Um, and the, 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 a couple of the reasons, I mean, Forrest, as I say, I thought acquitted themselves really well against Liverpool in that defeat. Uh, and Brighton are, are coming into it off the back of a physically and mentally gruelling semi-final defeat, gone through 120 minutes um, and, and all the, uh, the disappointment at the end of it, losing on penalties there. And it, it, it was for that reason, really, that I felt I'd struggle to know what to expect from Brighton in this one. And, Seeing them so short is is I don't fancy it. Um, I mean that's not to say they won't win it. I just don't like them at the odds. Um, I mean Forest at home eleven to two just looks bigger than I was expecting to see for this game. I mean maybe I need my head checked. And Forest Forest are eleven games without a win and four defeats in a row at the moment. Um, and yet I found myself considering them as an option. So. Uh, I've told myself out. I'm not brave enough or stupid enough to back Forrest to win here, but there, there, there are ways to play it. Um, since the last win at home, Forrest, they, they beat Leeds quite a while ago. They've, they've drawn three and lost two. Um, so the two defeats was a 2-1 defeat to Newcastle and a 2-0 against Man United. That 2-0 versus Man United was the first time since August that Forrest had lost by a margin of two or more at home. Um and whilst Brighton have only lost one of the last six away games, only one of them have won by two or more. So for me, I'm taking Forrest to keep it tight. Uh, I think they can get something from the game, but I'm keeping a few options on my side here. Uh, so it's very much one from the ladies' menu. I'm heading to the Asian Handicap Market. <laughs> Forrest plus one on the Asian Handicap at close to evens is going to be my pick. So that gives us a winner if Forrest can win or draw. It gives us a push if Brighton win by one goal. And as I say, Forrest... You know, they've sort of lost their, their way at home lately where they, they did have decent form at home for a while. But they're not getting battered. 2 nils the worst result they've had this season, I think, at home. And only only a couple of times that's happened. So, uh, yeah, I'll take take the bet for me. Forrest plus one on the Asian handicap at just short of evens. I think it's 19 to 20. 
The reason I'm uh, laughing in the middle of that, Baz, was you say you're not brave enough or stupid enough to take Forrest outright. Are you looking for a person who's both brave enough and stupid enough to take I, Forrest honestly, outright, Baz? I, I hope you do, Malcolm, because I, I don't mind it. I really don't. It's Sky. Yeah, well, yeah, I am. For all the reasons you said, um, I actually thought, I mean, Slickrick saying that uh, Liverpool's terrible defence um, is giving you kind of false hope. But there was, there was a little bit in A, for how they played attitude-wise, but also um, Cooper made some brave decisions. Like, he, he left Brennan Johnson out. Um, he's not just doing the same thing. He, he looked like this, they're still trying and, and the players are still playing for him. Um, so I thought there was a little bit of hope in this. That, coupled with what you said about Brian, A, they thought him short. You can't back him out right at that price. But how were they going to come out with that? It was a, they played on Sunday. This is Wednesday. It was late on Sunday. It was extra time. It was penalties. It was physically draining. It was emotionally draining. They don't have a huge squad. You've seen Brighton play games where they have a lot of possession and stuff and can't put the ball in the net. Um, you already mentioned when we did the review that uh, Evan Ferguson would have made a difference. They've just gone through 120 minutes and not scored against Manchester United. Now, everybody scores against Man United. Their defence is terrible as well. Um, so just Forest were incredibly live. I had them down at plus four seventy five, but if you're telling me I can get a nine to two, Baz, uh, eleven to two, sorry, plus five fifty, uh, then I'll happily steal those extra seventy five points. So yeah, give me Nottingham Forest. Um, let's go, Brazil. Uh Next up is on Wednesday still nineteen forty five kickoff, uh, three four two forty five even Eastern time. Chelsea against Brentford. Chelsea are oh, seven to ten minus one forty two. The draw is three to one. Brentford are fifteen to four plus three seventy-five. Man, this is tricky. Um, obviously, Chelsea have got no win in five. Brentford have got no win in six. Um, Chelsea don't have a striker. They're way, way, way out of form. I don't know if they're playing for Lampard. I don't know if Lampard has got the first clue what he's attempting to achieve there. They're just a, a well, more questions than answers. In fact, I've got no answers on Chelsea. All I've got is questions. Like, um, But Brentford are just struggling a little bit. They did play well at the weekend. But then again, they played well in the first half against Newcastle. Couldn't hold on. So they're just struggling to get over the line. I boiled this down to um, only one of the last four Chelsea games has gone over two and a half. And like we say, they don't have a striker. Only one of the last four Brentford games has gone over two and a half. I think this could be a little bit of a dog with fleas, this one. Um, a very, very, very slow burner of a game. Under two and a half goals, Baz. Nine to ten, minus one, one, one. Yeah, again, I found it a very difficult one. I mean, we've got Chelsea here, no win in seven games. Brentford with no win in six games. Chelsea have scored just one goal in six games in all competitions. Wow. Um, but then Brentford can't keep clean sheets. They've had just one in the last 10. Um, so I didn't like this game at all from a betting point of view. Uh, but once again, I just think Chelsea are too short at the odds here. Um, and, and Chelsea win, will win a game eventually. Uh, they may do it here. But anyone back in this Chelsea team in their current form at 7-10 to 10 needs their head checked. I just you can't back them at that price. It's ridiculous. Do we need to put um, them on that list, Baz, with the the government collecting? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll wait until the outcome first. Ah, okay. Before we go on the list. Um, so yeah, I've got to pick this one. It's not with a with a huge amount of confidence, in our honest. But I took Brentford on the double chance market. Uh, so Brentford or the draw. It's at plus money, eleven to ten. So you can call it off the ladies' market, but it's a bigger price than yours, Malcolm. So, uh, <laughs> or the draw at 11 to 10. So you've made two picks on that game, yeah? Just the one. No, you made two. So you're Brentford to draw, Brentford to win, yeah? You can spin it how you want. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just writing it down. I like, the, I, like the, I like it to be accurate when I write it down. Right, okay. So I brought both your picks down there, Buzz. Um Next is... Uh, 7.45 again, 2.45 Eastern West Ham against Liverpool. West Ham are 26 to 9. What's all that about? Plus 2.90. The draw is 26 to 9. What's all that about? Plus 2.90. Liverpool are 11 to 13, minus 117. I mean, it's not meant to be easy, Baz, but this was another tricky one. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, given how poor in my head West Ham have been, uh, and the fact that David Moyes seems to have been clinging on to his job for months now, I was absolutely astonished when I looked at the form and, and realised they've only lost one in the last 10 in all competitions. Um, I mean, it does include four Europa Conference League games, admittedly, uh, but they suddenly do seem to be in slightly better fettle since uh, the 5-1 thrashing against Newcastle. Uh, and let's be honest, you know, there's no shame in taking a 5-1 defeat against Newcastle because some teams have to settle for a 6-1. Um, so... West Ham have they've had their struggles in front of goal this season. We've talked about it quite a bit. Um, but they've hit four in each of the last two games now. Before that, they put two past Arsenal. Um, and whilst Liverpool are unbeaten in four, they've had two wins, two draws, and scored 11 in the last three games. Um, I still can't get away from the away form for Liverpool. The 6-1 against Leeds was their first away win. In six games, I think. I think they'd gone five unbeaten on the road before that. They've won just four of the last 15 away games on the road this season. Uh, sorry, not the last 15 games, they've won, won four away from home. I just don't think Liverpool will win here. Uh, I wanted to see West Ham at a slightly bigger price for me. Um, and if they were slightly bigger, I'd have backed them outright. But again, Malcolm, two bets for me. Uh, West Ham on the double chance market, 10 to 11. West Ham on the draw. That's the pick for me in this one. West Ham. It takes me longer to write write it down when there's uh, <laughs> two. But what price? Uh, 10 to 11 for the, for the double chance. 10 to 11. Okay. Um, yeah, Rick is feeling West Ham here. And I, I'm handicapped this kind of really wanting to take West Ham. That's like, me instinct, you always have a starting point, and that was my... They're both really inconsistent. Um, They've both picked up points in unusual spots. They've both thrown in some absolute uh, shockers. There's no patterns or trends that would fetch out, really. West Ham have kept two clean sheets in the last three, but then Liverpool are scoring loads, so you wouldn't trust that. Um, Both teams to score over 2.5. Again, instinctively what you looked at. Way too short, those two. Uh, West Ham should be full of confidence after the weekend. And like you see, he scored four goals last Thursday night as well. They got off to a flyer on Sunday. Um, They got off to a shocker early against Newcastle. They were two goals down. Liverpool, I think you cashed over one and a half first half goals, Baz. Or was it both? Yeah, it was over one and a half first half goals last week against Leeds United. Um, and that's going to be my play here. I think both teams, well, Liverpool always just play with a handbrake off anyway. And West Ham are just going to be freewheeling a little bit. And this, this I thought you had loads of different options here. You had West Ham to come flying out and be 2-0 up. Liverpool could come flying out and be 2-0. Or it could easily be 1-1 as well. So over one and a half first half goals for me. Uh, that's a price at 6-4 uh, plus 150. Uh the big game then, game of the week, game of the season probably, in fact, is on Wednesday night. It is 8pm. It is Manchester City against Arsenal. Manchester City are 11-20 to 20 for the win, minus 181. The draw is 7-2 plus 350. Arsenal 17-4 plus 425. Um, Manchester City, uh, six league wins on the spin. They won in the FA Cup at the weekend comfortably. They kind of breezed past Munich over two legs, battered them, and then held them at arm's length in the second leg. Arsenal, however, three consecutive draws, conceding seven goals in the process, conceding a two-goal lead twice, and then somehow ended up two goals down at home to Southampton twice on Friday night. Um, City won... 3-1 at Arsenal in February, which was, that was kind of the point where everyone expected Arsenal to implode. And actually, Arsenal regathered themselves quite well um, and saved their implosion for the last two or three weeks here. They've really missed Saliba at the back, Arsenal. I mean, Rob Holden, question mark, or what my note says, he's he's all right, like, but that's it. he'll have a great career at West Brom or something. But, you know, he just can't continually... Um, be your centre-back in a Premier League title chase. I'm not sure on Alan Ramsdale either. He's got that Jordan Pickford thing for me. He just keeps going like he's four. Like, sometimes he's flying around the place, belly up, tipping stuff over the bar. It looks tremendous. 
But sometimes you have to do things that a goalkeeper, a big grown-up goalkeeper would do, you know? Get your fingers and hands in the right position and do stuff. And he just can't. He just keeps going like he's full. Um, so, yeah, not convinced by him either. And they're going to be under a lot of pressure on Wednesday night. I think Manchester City are a class above Arsenal. Um, and at the minute, Arsenal are wobbling. This couldn't have come at a bad time. I mean, we've just talked about teams having playing Leeds at a good time or like Newcastle played Tottenham at a great time. If that game had maybe come in the middle of October, it would be different. If City City went to Arsenal and hammered them in February, this is a this couldn't be a worse time, I think, for Arsenal. City at the very top of their game in Arsenal are probably at the lowest ever they've been so far this season. I think City are two goals better than them, Baz. Um, minus one and a half on the Asian handicap is 11 to 8. Plus one thirty eight. That would be my pick. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I mean, you have to go back to the fifth of February now for Man City's last defeat. So they're now sixteen games without defeat, and as you say in the league, six straight wins uh, at home. City have ten straight wins, I think, um, and they've scored three or more in the last six. Also, so the last six games for City, they've scored three, 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 four, six, seven. That's all competition, so it includes Burnley and Leipzig uh, in cup competitions and stuff like that. But um, in that 12-game stretch, they've hit three or more in... Sorry, they've hit four or more in nine of the 12, I think. Um, or yeah, Sorry, three or more in nine of the last 12. Arsenal have definitely had a slide. No two ways about it. I mean, there's lots of talk of them uh, having bottled it. And I think I might be a little bit harsh at this point, because at this point... If they win here, it is still in their hands. I mean, I, I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, talk of whether the bottle did, I think, probably comes in a few weeks down the line if it's completely out of the hands at that point. I think most concerning for them is, is the lack of clean sheet. And you've mentioned Saliba being out. Um, they've had no clean sheet in five now and conceded nine goals in those five games. Uh, and if you look at who's getting the goals, I mean, Southampton got three against them. West Ham scored two. Leeds and Palace managed to get a goal against them. And that was before Palace had the new manager bounce. Palace weren't in good form at all at that point. Um, and as you say, it's not long ago that they played each other. They played them the 3-1 in February. Um, they also lost to them 1-0 in January in the Cup. Over 2.5 is far too short at 4-7. So it was down to two options for me. It was either the over 3.5 goals at six to four, or City to score three or more at thirteen to eight, uh, and that's probably where I'm going to go. There's plenty of trends for the over three point five. It's hit in the last five for Arsenal, um, and in the last three City games. But I'm going to go for the City goals. Arsenal defensively have looked vulnerable lately. City are scoring three or more at home frequently, including against you know teams like Bayern, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea. Uh, they went and put seven past Leipzig or a decent side. So that's my pick. City will score three or more at 13 8. I think it's a decent price. Um, and I can say Slick Rick in the chat there likes the City goals as well. He thinks it could go high. He doesn't mind a, a ladder. So if you're going to ladder it up, um, you're starting at three goals, 13 to 8. You get some tidy prices if you think they might get four or five. And they can do it. We know they can. The way they scored so freely against Bayern, and as I say, put. Four past Liverpool, that Liverpool game, City never even seemed to get out of first gear. They just cruised past them that game. Liverpool barely laid a glove on them. Like. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't mind the ladder on that at all. But, yeah, pick for me is, is City to score three or more. Uh, moving across to Thursday, 7.45, kick-off. Everton against Newcastle. Everton are 4-1. to one. The draw is 13-5, plus 260. And Newcastle are 3-4, minus 133. Barry... Newcastle are good, aren't they, Malcolm? Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant, Baz. <laughs> Everton aren't very good, are they? Everton, Baz, are shite. They're shite, aye. Uh, but Newcastle are a bit short, I think, for an away game. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding the money line. It's 8-11. to 11. Uh, I think it's a little bit short for us on the road. But I think Sunday showed that the Villa game was, was a blip in the form line for Newcastle. Uh, and it was just the reaction we needed after that. I, I mean... It's disappointing all the talk in the media since that game was how bad Spurs were and yeah. what a mess Spurs are and all this. But Newcastle were absolutely phenomenal at times in that game. I mean, little single moments have been picked up, having the Willock pass um, for the, that goal. And then 
you I know you'd highlight on Twitter that touch from Joe Linton to just bring that ball down out the air uh, for his first goal was absolutely outstanding. But some of the football at times we were absolutely unplayable. Like, um, so it wasn't all down to Spurs being shit. Newcastle were absolutely superb. So we've got a sniff at the top four now. I mean, we've had a sniff for a while, but it just seems to get a little bit closer with results like that. Um, and we want it wrapped up with games to spare, I think. And I think there's an opportunity, this game in particular, with Man United playing Spurs this week. So we know at least one of them is going to drop some points. Uh, I think Newcastle will be out for, for blood here. Just one win in nine for Everton now. I said last week, I think they're destined to be locked in this relegation battle till the end because they just can't string any kind of run together. Um, it's just not a team that strikes any fear in any any opponents at the moment. I mean, there's nobody to fear amongst this lot, is there? That, that, just look at the squad. It just looks crap. Um, I know you like Calvert-Lewin. Uh, we've mm-hmm. talked him up in the past. I think he was back at the weekend and, and managed to get a full game without getting injured, which is a bonus for them. So he should feature. Uh, but beyond that, just bang average, like... And Newcastle have shown a few times this season when everything clicks for Newcastle because we play some lovely football and it doesn't always click. We had a little bit of a, a rough patch where we weren't scoring goals, but when it clicks, we can put up goals for fun. So it's been Spurs and West Ham lately where we scored fives and sixes. Um, but prior to the World Cup, there were plenty of those types of performance. Villa, Southampton, Fulham all conceded four. We put five past Brentford. We put three past Man City, three past Leicester. So we've had loads of these games where we can put up goals. If it clicks, Newcastle will score, score many goals against any team. So when we're playing with confidence, we can trouble anyone. And as I say, we did hit that little bit of a slump around the cup final. We lost our mojo a bit in front of goal. But it seems to be coming back now. Uh, the confidence is there and, and it should be sky high after Sunday. So I'm going to take them to get back in amongst it again. Two or more Newcastle goals at five to six. And you can also get three or more at three to one. Uh, so team goals, Newcastle, five to six for them to score two or more and three to one for them to score three or more. Yeah, um, Everton are struggling. They had the initial win against Arsenal under Deitch, but after that, nothing at all. Like I mentioned Calvert-Lewin in my notes. I think you'd, you've been well to pick up on that, but I don't know how ready he is, frankly. Um, Newcastle, okay, were stunning yesterday. Um, I think it's difficult to play to those levels again. I think the difference, we made changes at Villa last week. Um, he played Gordon, was a bad spot for him to come in. He left Longstaff out. And he, he, I don't think we'll make those changes again, especially like you say, there's blood in the water now. Manchester United have played Tottenham on the same night. So if we pick three points up, we know we're going to gain at least two or three points on one of those two teams. My only little... Thing and this is more from a supporter's point of view than from a handicapper's point of view. It's this has got echoes of last season about it because we went to Everton in the very same time of year um, when they were shite and we were doing all right. Um, that weird kid tied himself to the goalpost just to stop oil. And yeah, well, I was working, Baz, up in sea houses. I had no reception. I was struggling to get bars. I was on the on the blackjack table or whatever. Um, and I thought it had finished one all. Uh, sorry, nil-nil, because I didn't see... I didn't know any of that shit had happened. And then they scored at about 10 past 10 because there'd been this 15-minute delay or whatever. Uh, and I was furious about it. And it's just... And Thursday night, I'm working again. I'm, going, I'm in London, I'm working. And it's just the same thing. The, it, so this is this is just me, like, talking as a fan rather than a, uh, a gambler. However, um, this is a different Newcastle now. I'm going to see Newcastle the win. Um, it's three to four, which is minus one thirty-three. I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I do like the under two and a half goals. I know you've given out goals here, but I think we could just bully them and beat them one or two nil uh, at a price of four to five minus one twenty-five. Yeah, there's one other uh, thing I, I wrote down here, which I forgot to mention. There um, was a little double, um, which uh, it paid off for me the other day, and I think it pays off quite frequently in Newcastle games. It's a little bet builder on Newcastle to score two or more. And Newcastle to get six or more corners. Nice. It's at nine to four plus two twenty-five. And as I say, we talk about the corners often enough. And in our little run before the Villa game, we'd, we'd scored two or more in five. You know, all of those five games that we won, we've, we've done it again at the weekend. And the six or more corners just seems an easy starting point for Newcastle regularly. So yeah, nine to four for Newcastle to score two or more and to take six or more corners in the game is another one I like. 
The penultimate game on the card, 7.45 Thursday, is Southampton against Bournemouth. Southampton 5-4, plus 125. The draw is at 12-5, plus 240. Bournemouth 11-5, plus 220. Now, last week, this was a really easy game to handicap. Um, however, um, Southampton went and played really well at Arsenal, and Bournemouth got uh, battered at Open West Ham. Um, Southampton are still minus 1,000, 1-10. Uh, to get relegated. So that point hasn't done them any good. They blew a lifeline on Friday night, being two goals ahead um, in the last five minutes of the game. Bournemouth threw in their shocker on Sunday as well. They're still in good shape to stay up. I'm happy to handicap this on the known form before this weekend, Baz. Um, so I'm throwing out Southampton 3-3. Arsenal let them in that. They gave them a one-goal lead. I think if Arsenal had not done that and got ahead after 15, 16 minutes, Arsenal could have won 5-0. Like, you've got to not give these teams a chance. Like we did to Tottenham yesterday, don't give them a chance to think they're in the game. Like, the fully Tottenham were fully prepared yesterday to get battered unless we allowed them to think, oh, we might be in this, and we didn't. Um, that's what Arsenal did to Southampton. They, they allowed them to think, oh, we're in this. Um so, yeah, that, I think that's a bad example of, of what Southampton are capable of. Um, so, all the previous form, me drawing a line arbitrarily through last weekend, um, points to Bournemouth here at 11-5. So, I'm going to take the underdogs. I think Southampton are still long gone. Um, and we should see a reaction from Bournemouth. They've been a lot better recently. Um, and the manager, the, the players won't be impressed with what happened at the weekend. So, we'll see a reaction, Bournemouth to win 11-5, but... Uh, right. Um, obviously, obviously, ways around again here, Malcolm. But um, I just thought that the performance from Southampton was a positive, um, albeit a point isn't isn't enough for them really to to get them away. So if they're going to give them a sell a chance, you know, these this is the sort of game they have to win. I think if they've got any hope of staying up at all, this this is a must win game. I'd, I'd put a fork in them. They're done if they don't win this. Um, Particularly because they've got Newcastle at St James's Park next week. They've got no chance there. And whilst Bournemouth have got themselves away from the danger zone now, the five point cushion, um, they are capable of throwing in the, the odd poor performance. Uh, you know, they're not on any sort of great streaks. They've lost three of the last six. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good form for Bournemouth, isn't it? Win, win three, lose three uh, from where they were, got themselves away from it. But they've conceded 12 goals in those games as well. I'll be honest. I mean, I said earlier on this midweek slate of games is throwing up some really tricky matchups, and this is no different, really, for me. But I said last week um, I've been quite good at hitting a team to come out of a winless streak. I did it with Palace recently. I done it with Leicester last week. I done it with Bournemouth earlier in the season, taking them to win despite them being on losing streaks, um, which are pretty long. And this is the spot for Southampton for me. I think this is where Southampton will pick up a result. Um, contrasting fortunes for the two at the weekend, I thought Southampton will. will there's, there's disappointment in that, but at the same time, a draw away to Arsenal isn't a bad result, and then Bournemouth go and get hammered. Uh, so I'm taking Southampton to beat Bournemouth at five to four. Okey uh The final game, uh, talk about tricky games to handicap. Tottenham against Manchester United. Tottenham are nine to five plus one eighty. The draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty. Manchester United are eleven to eight. Plus 137. Uh, point of note here is that in the last couple of hours, manager have sacked their interim manager, Scalini, um, after yesterday's shenanigans at Newcastle. Um, so Ryan Mason will take temporary charge and he'll take them into this game against Manchester United on Thursday, Barry. Yeah, so I mean, Ryan Mason was what everybody expected to happen when they got rid of Conte, wasn't he? The whole amount of Conte's right-hand man was a bit of a strange one at the time. Um this is another difficult one, and I've got a lot of notes here, and then no conclusion at the end of it. Uh, so I've had to come up with something a little bit different. Um, two teams who, who we don't really trust at the moment, although it's fair to say that the distrust is definitely greater in Spurs than it is Man United. So yeah, caretaker's gone, Stellini sacked, Ryan Mason will be in for now. Looks like Norgelsman's the favourite for the Spurs job, with Pochettino looking likely to end up at Chelsea at the moment. Um so let's start with Spurs. Uh, what a mess. I mean, I mean, they were, were dead and buried quickly yesterday, 6-1. That came off, off the back of a 
you know, a bruising defeat, not a crushing defeat, but a bruising defeat against Bournemouth, where they thought they'd got themselves back into it and Bournemouth went and nicked it in the 96th minute or something. But they also failed to beat Everton, they failed to beat Southampton. Um, and those are two teams who don't get many points from anyone, but managed to pick up one from Spurs. They did get that fortuitous win against Brighton, but they've not had a clean sheet again in the last six games. And it seems, you know, no matter what combination of players they go for, what formation they go for, they just look vulnerable at the back all the time. And whilst I don't trust Man United much these days either, they have won the last three in the league since we beat them. Everton, Brentford, Forest. So, you know, reasonably favourable run of games. Um, obviously, away from that, they had the, the disappointment of failing to get past Sevilla in the Europa League. Uh, and they needed to go to penalties against Brighton. The positive from Manu is the clean sheet yesterday against a, a good attacking side in Brighton. We had concerns around the defensive injuries from Man United, and it was evident in the severe game. But Shaw coming in at centre-back over Maguire is definitely an improvement. But Maguire will be back from suspension for this one, I think. But um, surely he's going to be straight back on the bench anyway. Uh, I think it'd be mad to bring him back, keep Shaw there playing Malassia out in the at full back and, and they look a little bit stronger like they've actually had three clean sheets in a row in the league uh, and four in the last five but they have had a favourable run of games on the f- <laughs> I mean I've wrote too many notes for, for where I'm going so I'm going to skip half of them um, <laughs> yeah, I started please, saying this is a tricky one and I got to this point and I had I wrote all my notes I had no idea what I was going to pick so I then went to the odds to see if anything jumped off the page and nothing jumped off the page either so Excellent. I've gone off script. I've got something a bit different and I've gone for a bet builder. Mm-hmm. So something where we can just watch the whole game and cheer on a bit of everything. So three or more cards in the game. Two or more goals in the game. Eight or more corners in the game. And Kane and Rashford to have at least one shot on target each. Uh, it's a 12 to 5 plus 240. Um, little bit of fun, but I just couldn't... I couldn't decide where to go with it. So I thought let's just Did have a bit of fun. you not fancy a no bet again, bud? No, no, this is a Premier League gambling podcast. Oh, sorry. Premier League is that the difference, is it? That's the difference, yeah. All right, no bother. Uh, well, I'm not writing all that bollocks down. Um, so, I'll tell you when it's won, Malcolm. Don't worry. Yeah, please. Um, my, I've changed my tune here since I handicapped this, because I handicapped this and Scalini hadn't been sacked. And I've since gone out and come back, and he has been. So my initial thought was you can't take Spurs, Um which I stand by, and can you take Man United, question mark. Um, just about so enough yesterday, at full strength, they've got a few sort of player, the players like Fernandez, the, the good players, um, I thought were enough to get to squeeze past Tottenham in this spot. But however, I think Tottenham might just show up a little bit more. There has to be some sort of reaction from what happened yesterday. The players have got to show a little bit of something, a little bit of personal pride, you know, for their families, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> um, and to say Ryan Mason is a club man and I just I'm, I'm sitting on the fence Baz I'm, I'm taking the draw because um, I don't know what else to do so I'm kind of in the same boat as you 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 guessed it something uh, I did have Man United written down and I probably will regret changing it because I picked Leicester last week and changed my tune I won't learn a lesson um, but I'm going to take the draw here Baz at 13 to 5 plus 260 uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, is the 10 games handicapped. Um, Baz, do you want to run us through your uh, your fancy stuff? The fancy stuff for me kicks off with a lock of Leicester v Leeds over 2.5 goals at 8 to 11. Um, my dog is Palace, and I can't remember the price on Palace. I think it's 23 to 10 plus 230. My anytime scorer is going to be Ian Acho at 5 to 2. Plus two fifty, uh, and you can get Ianacho first scorer at seven to one for Leicester. Uh, he's been a little bit out of favour lately, but they played him and Vardy last week and got the win. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't start with the two of them again. He took the penalty and scored, obviously, but uh, would caveat that fact Vardy was off injured at the side of the pitch at the time, so Vardy yep. uh, is expected to be fit. But I still think Ianacho will start. Um, I fancy there to be goals in this game. So, yeah, Ian Acho, 5-2 anytime. And finish off with a treble. Uh, it's a, it's back to the goals because we've we've hit a few of them. And when we haven't hit, I've tend to be one out at, at the most. So, Villa, Newcastle and Leicester, all to score two or more. It comes in at about 7-1. to one. 
decent nice. price that one. Villa Newcastle Leicester over one point five team goals seven to one. Um, feeling the pressure on these locks then, Baz, on the grounds that we've gone uh, three for three. So I'm going to uh, lock up Manchester City on the Asian handicap minus one and a half is eleven to eight. Uh, dog will be Leicester at Leeds twenty one to ten. Um, goal scorer is Ollie Watkins eleven to eight plus one thirty seven. I feel like we picked him about six weeks in a row, um, but I can see them scoring two or three against Fulham in the week. And for my parlay, uh, Man City on the money line, Aston Villa on the money line, and the third leg will be the Chelsea Brentford under two and a half. Uh, that comes in at just over four to one, so um, plus four seventeen. Um, for our American listeners. Um, and that's it, Baz. Uh, exciting week to come. What's going on with you? Um, a lot, really. I, I think I'll be out Wednesday night. I'll go and watch the uh, Arsenal Man City game. Kieran, who you know, is a Man City fan. Uh, mm. He wants to get out in the pub and watch that, so I'll go down local and watch that. Um, and yeah, just a lot of football to watch. Good good week with full midweek slate of Premier League. Um I mean, I just had one other thing that I was going to talk about. I know you've got to get away, so it'll only take two minutes. But uh, after the Spurs defeat yesterday, did you see a lot of uh, pundits and Spurs former players saying uh, fans should be refunded for that? Fans who travel oh, to Newcastle get a refund. What do you think about that? It's bollocks, isn't it? It's absolute bollocks. You don't pay to go yeah. and win, do you? You pay to of go. Of course not, no. You know the risks when you set off. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't go and to the cinema and ask for your money back because the film was shit. Who's not a better person from having sat through your own team getting beat 6 0 400 miles from home? I mean, it's the journey past the mouths of the dragons, Baz, that makes days like that yesterday. If we if that happened every week, we wouldn't love yesterday because it would be old hat. It's a load of shite. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, arguably they had a better day than Palace or Everton fans who had to sit through that drab nil nil. At least they got to see seven goals. And some really, really nice football from Newcastle United. So, yeah, refunds. It, it's an argument that comes out every time a team gets a 6-0 or a 6 yeah. or something like that. Someone mentions it. And I just think, piss off. I mean, are you really going to feel much better <laughs> if you get 30 quid back in your pocket? Yeah, from the yeah. What difference does it make? Just You pay your money, you take your chance. Stupid argument. And you get to have a day out on the greatest city on earth as well. Uh, there was a, <laughs> a mouthy Tottenham fan who was trying to be a bit clever with me on the way out, on the way back down to town. His mate was all right. But he was, he was, so as you get on with how those years in League One then? And I was like, mate, we were never in League One. Like, I'll just, I'll ignore that remark. Like, and his mate was just, yeah, I'll just ignore him. He's being the tit. Like, um, I apologize for the accent as well. He wasn't from Bangladesh. He was, uh, that was a Cockney accent I was doing there, but, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I've got to go, man. I've got, uh, MLB to crack on within 16 minutes. If you're interested in that, uh, Join on the YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to London this week. I've got a big casino somewhere in Camden Town on Thursday. Um, so I'm going to be travelling and I'll be watching the game on Wednesday. I think we're in the hotel. But I'm going to be grafting on Thursday night. So um, I might need you to be my eyes and ears on the Newcastle match on Thursday night. But hopefully it's yeah, somewhere I've with some Wi-Fi. Of, uh, like. I've got a bit of work travel this week. Not quite as glamorous as London. I'm off to Bradford. Oh, lovely. Bradford's oh, yeah. nice. Get yourself to the Alhambra, Buzz. The... Uh, the the old theatre there, it's beautiful. Yeah, and there's a local, um, like a local citizens, the, uh, one of the oldest ones in the country, the Cinema Club. They sort of recreate their own movies. Uh, just all these mad bonkers old blokes, like you just, like, recreate Oklahoma, like down in someone's back garden and that. Um, so yeah, that's another two Good. two travel tips there for you, boss. Good drive um, knowledge, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Slick break cereal. Uh, Ad was in there. Um, good luck with your bets. It's going to be a smashing week of football. Um, very, very exciting. Hopefully, we've got some winners. Um, we won't be back on Thursday, but we'll have this conversation off air, Buzz. And uh, until next time, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.